Hey out there, Uncensored family. We have a super special show today. Actually, it's a mighty good show today. I'm not even going to bury the lead. We are so, so excited. Today, we're going to boogie with the bear. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen Ashley has returned to Uncensored Radio. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. I, I'm Welcome. super excited to be back and I, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to meet the both of you. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, last last time there were no Australian random Australian men talking to you. So <laughs> you know. We keep I like fresh. random Australian men. <laughs> who, who doesn't love a random Australian man? So how's things going for you today? Where where in the world are you? What's going on at this very moment in Karen Ashley Land? I'm actually home, if you can believe it. I'm in Los Angeles. Um, I travel a lot, so I know that's a a crazy question. I mean, that's not a crazy question to ask because I'm usually somewhere else. Um, But I'm home. I had a a few weeks off, and I've just been um, enjoying myself. I'm going to go see some family next week, and I've kind of been working. It's funny, when I'm home, I still have to work, like, a lot. You know, I've got a lot going on here. I'm uh, working on a few new projects. So every single day I'm, I'm working on something else. <laughs> every day you're hustling. Isn't that right? Exactly. <laughs> you got to keep the hustle going. You got to keep that hustle going. Now yeah. you, have, you have been a hustler since day one, Karen, because I don't know how many people know, and I spotted behind you when you stood up. You used to be in a girl band, right? I did. I was in Crush. You oh my were God. in Crush. Woohoo. I know. You guys got the album. Oh, <laughs> I found it on eBay and was like, I bought like five of them. That's amazing. That's so, so cool. For those of, for the people that don't know out there, you got you worked with some fairly exciting people that are, you know, back in the zeitgeist, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, which is, you know. Janet it was Jack- amazing. Janet Jackson, you know. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they. I mean, if you saw that Janet Jackson, oh hey, <laughs> if you saw that <laughs> recently, um, yeah, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Janet Jackson, they've worked with Mariah Carey, Usher, they've worked with New Edition. I mean, anybody in R and B, Prince, you know, um, they've worked with everybody. So it was, it was very amazing um, to work with them. And I was, I was super young. I was like. I started when I was, I was like 12 or 13. I was about to say, was this, was, you were doing this during high school, right? Yeah, it was before oh Power gosh. Rangers. I always tell yeah. people I had a whole life before Power Rangers, which they don't think that I do. No, they, they, they never do, do started. they? <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> my life started the minute I put that spandex on. But no, I actually, I was in a, a singing group. We were signed to A&M Records. And I did that all through high school. And I, I always um give that experience the uh credit for me getting the part on power rangers because it kind of like we would work out and we would our work ethic was i mean crazy so when it came to me like auditioning and being ready for that audition and rehearsing like i literally i went to the audition and i had already had choreography in my head so when they said dance i like hit you know, eight counts. Because that's how you got it. Hey, you were a dancer. And they were like, yeah. You had to to be a dancer, a martial artist, or a gymnast. And so I hit a routine, you know, and it wasn't just like ad-libbing. I actually had a routine that I hit. And I think that that helped me. But that was because I learned that from Crush. Like, I learned how to be ready. And then 
when they gave me notes and said, you know, hey, we want you to audition for uh, producers, but this time add some kicks, add some punches. I instantly called like a martial arts friend of mine. I called my other friend who he was like 10 times better the choreographer than I was. And I told them what we needed to do. And like, literally, we, it was like a Sunday. We worked from the moment the sun was up until I couldn't take it anymore. And then that next morning I got on a flight and I, I did what we, what we worked out. And I just felt- You were I'm getting that part though, girl. You were putting in the well, work. <laughs> I felt like, it's funny because I felt like it's mine to lose. I know that amongst the people that are here, I've got, you know, I may not be, I hadn't gotten a, an acting job, like a big acting job yet. I'd done some commercials and stuff, but I knew like, I, this is my chance to break through. This is my chance to, you know, do this. And I've got some experience, you know, and I'd had my first audition when I was in Crush. I auditioned for Sister Act 2. I didn't get the part. Damn. <laughs> but I knew, I knew what that 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 process was. So I was like, man, this is my chance to lose. And it's funny because they put us in a group and it was me, Steve and Johnny. Like they saw it instantly. Yep. They put us yeah. three together and we had to go in and we each did our individual. Yeah. Oh, uh. we each did our individual um, audition. And like literally they said, um, you know, they were like, uh, you know, I remember we were going in and Steve was like, guys, this is our chance. Either we go in there and get it, or you know, we're gonna let these other guys get it. And we were like, okay. Like <laughs> he, he gave us like a, a pep talk, but it, it was true. That's how I think we we all three went in. Like we went in like um, I don't know. We just went in so determined. The chemistry was there though, they knew too. Like it yeah, was, these guys it fit. Was. Yeah. yeah, we hit it off instantly. And and they were, you know what it is? Like when you're an actor, I tell people this all the time, especially people who are trying to become an actor, like they know what they're looking for. They have a look, you know? And so I think when they decided, you know, um, they, you know, we're going to go, you know, African-American girl, then they knew they wanted an Asian guy. They wanted, you know, cause it was pretty much, that's kind of how it came. Like the girls that I were up against, it was me and another African-American girl. And there was a Caucasian girl, but it was just the three of us. So they obviously kind of knew, like they know what they're wanting and they kind of know the look that they're going for. And um, I just remember that the, the, the Caucasian girl, she was a really good martial artist. So, you know, I was like, okay, so it's going to go against the acting. It's, it's all of it. The acting, the personality, the, you know, skill. So even though I danced, it was a very physical dance. Like I was on the floor, I was doing kicks. I was roll. I mean, it was like, I was doing all these things. So you had to be very physical. And I, I quickly let them know that even though I wasn't a martial artist, I could handle, you know, a fight. And it was, yeah. was that daunting though, to know that like, I've got to do my own stunts on this show. <laughs> no double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like when we fought, we had like those, what they, they called them the um, civilian fight. That was when we yeah. fought like in our regular clothes, we weren't power rangers or we hadn't morphed yet. It was so daunting because like they literally would go, okay, go over there. You got 20 minutes, figure it out. And you would work with the stunt team, learn the fight. And then you would shoot it. Like we didn't have a week to prepare. You know, we had 20, 30 minutes to learn. But then it. again, you being a dancer, that is what we do. Oh, sorry. Not- I'm, I'm, a reti- <laughs> I'm a retired dancer. I'm a dance teacher now. So I, I always tell my, my students yeah. that the stuff you learn now, you can translate to 700 different things. And you know- I will tell you, I remember once I was in a, a commercial audition. Remember when like, um, 
Old Navy had those commercials where you dance, they, people were dancing. I think they have one yeah. out right now. But <laughs> literally, it was like the dancers of all dancers were on this commercial. And I mean, it was the hardest audition, but I got all the way to the end. And I was like, oh my gosh, all those dance classes, all the Power Ranger choreography cramming, like you have to cram the, you know, the choreography in your brain in, in 2.2 seconds. Like that is exactly what you got to do. You know, and you, you just got to You, and, and you go, mom, you go, thank you for paying for those lessons. <laughs> like, like over, <laughs> all those lessons, all those rehearsals, but, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, thanks for me, Jam and Terry Lewis, for paying for our dance classes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes. So tell us, so the, the Ranger audition sounds like it was, and that whole, that whole experience of, you know, going to a cattle call, LA, oh, you've got a job. Congratulations. And by the way, you're not only going to be in the number one TV show in the world, there's a movie attached. Like, yeah. how, how how does your life, how do you factor that into your brain? Because one day you were just you, and then the next minute, boom. Yeah. Yellow spandex yeah. was your guest. <laughs> you're right, Aisha. You don't, you don't really factor it into your brain because it was, it was like everyone else, you'll talk to them and they had like months a month long or two months, three months of where they were really like auditioning people. You know, we were up against the clock because three cast members had left the show yeah. and they needed, like they literally had production had stopped. And so they were like, until we get three more, we're not going to be able to move forward. And we're shooting the movie in six weeks. So it was like, what would have taken, you know, normally a couple months to get a part or, or three or four or five auditions it literally was a matter of three auditions. Like we had that first cattle call. We had another one, which was still a cattle call. It was like still like a hundred people there. And then we had the the trip to LA where there was probably like 15 of us. And it was crazy because it happened over the course of like four or five days. So it was like, I literally was at home going, I'm moving to LA. I'm going to sleep on someone's couch. I'm going to be an actress. I was deciding to transition from singing to acting. And then I went to this open call audition a few months later and I was calling my parents a few days later and said, you have to FedEx my clothes. I start work on Monday. <laughs> and That's I was supposed insane. to go to college and like, I did not show up for college. Like it was like, <laughs> it all happened. So it was, it was insanity. And like I said, six weeks later, we were literally flying to Australia to shoot a movie. It's a, and the shooting schedule would have like, been crazy. Yeah because they were doing ticket. the film and the show. And so yeah. it probably it wasn't until after you left the show where you were like, oh, wow, that happened. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the thing was, is we were always supposed to go and shoot the movie and like just focus on the movie. And it was supposed to take three months, but then the movie ended up taking six months. So then they were like, Fox was like, uh, we need more episodes. The, you know, cause they had basically shot, we'd maybe shot like 20, a little under 20 episodes before we left. And so they were able to introduce us and we became Power Rangers and the whole thing, you you know, basically season, the rest of season two, that is what you we shot before we went to shoot the movie. And then they were like, uh, we need more episodes, especially with these new guys, because we, you know, people are loving them. And so then they were like, okay, so guess what? On your days off, we're going to shoot episodes. We were like, what? <laughs> yeah, we worked on it simultaneously. And it was, it was insanity. But I mean, it was probably like, I always say that Power Rangers is like the good, the bad, the ugly, the hardest job you'll ever have. It, yeah. it, it's like a year and a half of your life. And then all of a sudden 
you know, you're over and you're like, I, I've never, I've never had to work so fast or so hard in my life. It's like full on boot camp. It's like yeah. SAS training for actors. <laughs> so how was it? How, how was it going into that cast? Like they had obviously formed relationships and, and they had their work schedule down and watching those, those first three episodes that you guys feature in, Mm-hmm. That was a lot of work. Like yeah, I can only yeah. imagine the production team trying to cover the old cast and cover you guys. And it was crazy because they were using stock footage. So there yeah. was like these three doubles walking around that looked like them, but they would shoot the back of their heads. And 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 you're right, the three that were were there. I mean, they were a very tight knit group. And luckily for us, though, I think that everyone was super welcoming. They they knew like you know, this is a new adventure and everyone, you know, when you're on a TV show, you go, you know, you can either get along or you can make things hard on yourself. And we knew we were going to spend more time with our castmates than we would with our family. And so thank God we all got along and we just were like, you know, super excited to be there. And they were super excited to have us there. And, and they would just be very helpful. You know, um, Polly was kind of, uh, he played bulk. He was kind of like our onset, like go-to person. So he'd always be on set with us like that first week and tell us what we needed to do and how, you know, and just kind of gave us the, the lay of the land and gave us, you know, the ropes and he would run lines with us. And even <laughs> like, you know, we wanted some, you know, like let's, let's go deeper and like really pound out this scene. He would totally work with us and do that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause I mean, we get on the show, we literally were cast and we thought we were joining the cast. We didn't know we were replacing people, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was a little daunting knowing that three really popular people had left the show. And our task now was to win over the the kids of the world. I mean, this is literally the number one kid show in the world. And to win all of you over and, you know, do our job to the best of our ability. So it was a little daunting. But for me personally, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I had dreamt, I, I've been dreaming of this since I was born. So right. I just was like that excitement took over. And I just remember one of the producers saying, we hired you because we liked you. You're totally different. You know, just do Aisha the way that you would do her, you know, and, and don't worry about being like any other actress on the show. Just be you. That's why we picked you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So it's very much take a deep breath and just dive yeah. in and hope for the best. Which yeah, yeah. And you, as you said, that cattle call, you guys were lucky to be together because you had a great chemistry together, and it really mixed with the other three, which was really like it's kind of like that lightning in a bottle. <laughs> no pun intended. Lightning in a bottle moment where it all comes together because literally, you went from the number one show in the world to this monstrous movie. Like, <laughs> I watched it again last night and my little heart kind of just went, I remember this. And yeah, uh, it's like, funny. that movie really like speaks to a lot of people. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know, it was, I, I got to go to Australia, which literally guys, I, I'm not saying this because you're Australian and you're off, we're having fun. That was like one of the places, like it was Australia and Paris. When I was a kid, those, that was the, the two places that I was like, I will do anything in my life to go there one day. So, and then, you know how, like, you've always, like, dreamt of living abroad? Like, I'd always was like, oh, one day I'm going to live in another country. And and we literally did. We were there for six months. You know, we had our own, like, it was like a, a, it was like a hotel, but it was kind of like an apartment, you know, you got a kitchen (laughs) and, you know. 
Um, and it was just the most amazing experience. And the set so in a way, were, like them messing up and having to shoot for six months worked out well for you guys because you got to extend that. <laughs> yeah. Because I know they shot with um, Mariska Haggerty from SVU, didn't they? Yes. Initially, she yeah. was Dulcia. Yeah. And so you had all that in the can, and then they were like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of crazy because Gabrielle, who played Dulcia ultimately, she was cast as Dulcia. And it was like maybe two weeks before we started, um, we'd met her. Like we'd actually like met her, we'd seen her. She had to like get an emergency surgery. Like it just out of nowhere, she had to get something. So then they could not. Um, they couldn't, you know, insure her, you know, and she couldn't do the physical aspect of this Dulcia. So they had to recast her and Mariska got the job, but Mariska literally was like thrown in. She didn't have like two months of rehearsals. Cause like Gabrielle had all this like rehearsal time and she didn't have any of that. And so then they shot this and she was a wonderful actress, but it was, it wasn't the vibe that, you know, Dulcia had. Like, she wasn't as physical. It wasn't, and it wasn't, it was no fault of her own because she didn't have that, you know, she didn't have that rehearsal time. And so then they went through this whole thing where they were like, oh, we're going to get a new Dulcia. And it was like all over the place. Like, it's going to be Tina Turner. It's going to be this person. Like, they were named, yeah, they were naming all these people that they okay. could have. <laughs> and then they went back to Gabrielle. And we were so happy because the part was always hers. And, and the fact that something crazy, like an emergency surgery, you know, I think it might've been her appendix, like something like that happened, you know, something she couldn't control took the part away from her. So we were so happy when, when she came back, but yeah. It was meant to be for her. Like, look at Mariska. She did not do bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think, I think right. Mariska's okay. Mariska's over it. Quite... Yes. And they fired me. <laughs> 20, <laughs> like, 20 something like, seasons later. Me. I think she's okay. <laughs> I think she's okay. She's doing all right, you know. But this movie kind of, it, it was already the number one kid show in the world. This kind of just, I, I don't know how it must have been for you to kind of flip it all over again to be like, in a Power Ranger suit, on a red carpet, you know, like this, is, this as you said, this is like Willy Wonka's golden ticket dream oh, stuff that's just happening totally. to like, yeah, suck a yeah. punch every five seconds. You're like, what? I say that all the time. We won the golden ticket. Like, we knew the show was number one. Um, but even even though you, you know that, you still don't know how big it is until, like, it wasn't until I got out of out of Power Rangers. And then 10 years later, we started doing Comic-Cons. Um, like, literally, at that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this show meant so much to so many people. And when they said, you're number one in the world, they were absolutely true because I've traveled the world and people who can't even speak English, they go, Aisha, they can sing the world, the words to the Power Ranger theme song. Yes. It's like, it's insanity. I and kid you not, Karen, I was in Thailand one, and it was like years after your season had been on, but your season was playing and it was like all dubbed in Thai and the people were just <laughs> all like crowded around the monitor watching it. I'm like, what is going on? Like it was just a phenomenon everywhere. It's it was everywhere. Normal. It was huge here. Like here, yeah. it was still crazy is. here. And yeah. still it, is. Like my daughter's four, like... and she loves it. She loves the original show. She knows your character. Yeah. She's got your figurine. Like, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I always tell people I get why people. Not that I'm like bragging or anything, but I get why people love Mighty Morphin because we have almost 200 episodes. So like, you got to know us. It was so much character development. 
Aisha, I mean, everybody, like my character, what I was in, in that first episode to what I was at the last episode I did was, it's like I had parents, I had friends, I had, like, it was like this whole thing. It gave you a world. It was yeah. You guys got to grow, didn't you? Like, you got to grow together and your character really evolved. Like, look at, like, Amy's character from her first episode to when she left that show. Yeah. Complete. Like, yeah, you guys went like, to adulthood together. Yeah, everyone got a chance to really, like, I, I give them credit for creating Power Rangers, but I give us credit for making those characters come to life. And Definitely. for really evolving. And the chemistry you got. Because exactly. even when Catherine came along, you and Catherine had great chemistry. And um, yeah. Steve and I know all about the three Beyonce's. <laughs> yes. We literally, yeah, we love each other so much. Catherine and Nakia, they've become like some of the best, some of my really, really best friends. And they're just amazing women. And the chemistry you saw on camera, it translated to in real life. Like we literally text, we're in a text chain all the time and we talk and check in with each other. And we try to, before COVID, we would go to lunch every month. Like we would make the time to like meet for brunch or lunch. And now it's like, we'll just, we'll try to do video chats or we'll see each other at Comic-Cons and, you know, but yeah, those are my girls for sure. That's so, so cool. We're, we're talking all we're talking about the show and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but we can't lessen the importance of what seeing someone like you on TV was for you know for for people of color. And yeah. it's Black History Month. Look, look at this legacy that you guys you created. Like, how did you get? I, I don't. I, I, again, it's probably something that you didn't even factor in while it was no. happening. Well, Steve yeah. and I were talking, and like you were the first female black superhero live action. Because I think yeah. the only other, I was thinking like there was Eartha Kit, but like Catwoman was kind of shady, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Catwoman was considered a villain. You know, yeah, she no. wasn't. She wasn't Batman. She wasn't yeah, Robin. Exactly. She wasn't super. You know, it was like it was one of those things where. Um, she wasn't technically the superhero, even though she would help them or do stuff, you know. But yeah, it's so bananas. Like <laughs> I didn't even. You, we, of course, we didn't think about it. Like I was too busy. Like fulfill, I mean, my own dreams were becoming true, so I didn't even think that deeply on it. But yeah, someone pointed that out to us, and I was like, I can't believe it. Like the first, like I was like, there had to be someone else, and like we kept looking, and other than like comic books. You know, they didn't have any black superheroes that were actually on TV. And yeah, me and Walter, we 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 are so honored to have that uh, title. And recently I've been seeing a meme, like I literally have been tagged in so many memes because someone is like, it kind of went viral that, that, you know, and they were like, what, you know, but yeah. it's just a beautiful thing. That show was a, a very um, important show to so many people. And it was such a positive thing and I always say, like, man, Power Rangers was ahead of its time because every single person has someone that they can identify with, whether it be race, whether it be culture, whether it be, you know, the smart guy, the the jock, the sassy girl, you know, every every kid had someone that was theirs. So that's a beautiful thing. And it's good to see that they are still doing that kind of thing now. They're they're step they're dipping their toes into the LGBTQ stuff. Like they are. finally, like, like finally, it's, finally, it's great yeah. to see. It's great to see. <laughs> so we want to we just want to talk a little bit post Power Rangers as well because we, as you were saying, it's such a whirlwind. Yeah. How was that decision for you to go? You know what? 
at the end of the day, my mental health, my physical health, everything, like it got to, like it's, it's sometimes you've got to put yourself forward and first. Yeah. How hard was that when you were, you know, on this monster machine of a, of a show yeah. and you're like, well, you know what? It's not working for me anymore. Like, right. Yeah. No, it was a hard decision for me. Um, But it was, like you said, I had to put myself first. And I always will say we were working on the most amazing show. We worked with the most amazing, I worked with the most amazing cast and crew, but we literally, the the people, the powers that be, the owners of the show were terrible to us. You know, it was definitely a hostile work environment. There were so many occasions where they would say, if you don't do this, we'll replace you or you'll you'll get fired. And, and for me, it was- And you yeah, knew those threats were real because they already done it. Obvious, <laughs> yeah. And they would, and, and it was, and it, it was just- you know, it, it, it was like there were so many things that had happened that kind of led to where I, I finally had a meeting with them and was like, look, I think I want to leave the show. You know, I feel like I've made my mark as Aisha. I love working on this show, but I can't, you know, I can't be bullied into working for free on a weekend or I can't be bullied. And they were like, oh, who's doing that to you? And the fact that they they knew you know, it was kind of like they would always have the good cop, bad cop kind of thing. And and for me, I just wanted my experience to be my own and I just wanted it to be great. I wanted to leave on a high note. And um, even my leaving, they told me, oh, we're going to do 10 episodes. We're going to gently write Aisha out. And the next time I went to set, I was it was my last day, you know. So even that was, you know, it was very um, just just bad but Shady. you know what I, I thank god every day that i do comic cons because literally seeing the fans and meeting all my fans that have grown up that are no longer kids are now adults and now their kids are watching um it literally restored my my love for the show i i i had had really bad feelings with about the show and i'd left and then when i started seeing everyone and seeing all of your love and and getting all that it was contagious. I fell back in love with what we did. And I was like, how, I'm not going to let them steal my good memories. Like, right. I'm going to remember how great it was. I'm not going to focus on that, you know, one aspect. I'm not going to let them win. I, I'm going to just remember what was great for me. And that's kind of how it ended for me. So, yeah. That's amazing. And, and as, the, sad I, part is, the sad part is every single person who left the show would have been on there for t 20 years. Yeah. And would have stayed there if we would have just been paid fairly and we would have been treated like humans <laughs> as yeah. opposed to like an action what, yeah even <laughs> um even watching the like the you guys did the entertainment tonight 20 like mm -hmm. the reunion thing you you got the thing and you guys say it so well the fans love what you guys of course they love the show yeah. but they love the characters more and the powers that be don't understand you would think yeah. in this world of retroness that you know Hopefully, hopefully with the new Netflix thing, you never know. Like you never know. I mean, there've been so many whispers and talks. I haven't heard anything concrete, but they would be smart. I mean, right. they would be smart to get the band back together and just <laughs> like even if it's we're we're mentors to the new team or we're or we're we're heroes for a little bit and we can you know, here and know. there, you know, just There's some so fan many service. Possibilities. Yeah. yeah. And the, and, and the sad part is, I mean, literally for 27 years, every single fan that I've ever met all you guys ask for is, are you ever going back? Are you yeah, ever going exactly. back to Ontario? So it's like, <laughs> they know you guys want it, you know? And unfortunately in Hollywood, most companies, they're not, you know, nostalgic. They just look to the future. 
Um, so hopefully one day, hopefully someone at Hasbro is nostalgic and says, you know what, let's make this happen. I when think the they're starting to realize. When the power at Hasbro, <laughs> we'll be right. That when the, the yes. millennials get in power, they'll be right. Now, you did right. mention Comic-Con. So before we leave, I want to just quickly yes. talk to you about Ranger's Stop and Pop Pod, <gasps> which, which is your baby, right? Yes, yes. yes. Me, Kia, and Mikey. I, my, people know Michael from Ranger Stop Orlando. But the three of us co-own Ranger Stop and Pop. And it is, it's our own Comic-Con. And I, you know, like I said, I've been doing Comic-Cons for 13 years now. And, and I said, I was talking to them. We were all in New York at, at New York Comic-Con. And I go, why are we doing all these cons and we don't own any? Like, we should own a show. Like, come on. Like, what are we? And I, I talk them into doing it. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> you hustling them, girl. You did yeah, it. <laughs> again. And it's in Atlanta and it's so fun. And I encourage people to come. It is probably one of the the best things that we could have done. It's literally, I compare our Comic-Con to like a family reunion. Like the fans, you don't feel like, you know, it's us, the celebs and the fans. It's literally a show where you can meet all your favorite Comic-Cons. You can meet pop guests. We don't just have Power Rangers, we have pop guests. Um, we have anime guests. You can meet all of us. You can hang out with us. If you decide to do the VIP dinner, you can do have dinner with us and play games. It's it's just we wanted to create something where it's almost as if you, you've gone to family reunion and you become family with everything you know and love. And the the biggest fans, they come and it's it's literally like we all just party for three days. <laughs> <laughs> and have a great time. I hope one day you guys can come. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. It's this year, June 10th through the 12th. And we're we basically this year, the theme is Power Rangers, anime, and Ninja Turtles. So we've got the oh, cast of Ninja Turtles coming. We've got, uh, yeah, anime actors from My Hero Academia are going to be there. And I'll give you guys a sneak peek. We haven't Ooh. announced this yet, but we have a couple of members of Pokemon coming. So it's Ninja oh. Turtles, Power Rangers, uh, Pokemon and My Hero Academia. So that's the theme for this year. There we, we go. We have, we have a yes, you have an inside scoop. <laughs> well, Karen, it has been an amazing chat. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank um, you. We were, you were talking about family, so we might hand you over to some um, oh, friends. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, yeah, this is family. This is going to be the best. Thank you, Karen. <laughs>